Another week, another intro. This week Jade turned 42 and Pete is 41. Happy fucking birthday legends. I hope I'm this good when I get to be that old. Episode 9 today and we decided yet again to talk Shinfo and play some songs from some of our good friends that we have not yet sweated. This intro is probably one of my worst but you know what if you Desmonds don't like subscribe, share and sweat this episode and I think I'm going to get fired. Thanks for the support, we are keeping it 100% hardcore every week. Guzman and Gomez are still making burritos and chips. It's Bluey here from 95 Reunion and Nerve Damage. And for some reason you're listening to 5Q's The Podcast. All right, listeners, welcome back. We're here again, just episode nine, and and uh, we failed our test of getting five hundred listens to the Parkway episode. So, not happy with you, listeners. No one shared it. No one In- cared. Include including the band. <laughs> band didn't even know that we did it. But uh, yeah. But anyway, regardless, we're not going to stop. We're still going hardcore every week, so <laughs> we'll see how long that lasts. Hi, hi, psyched. Hi. What's news this week? Um, there isn't much. There's no new tours. Speeder in America, and. Surprise, surprise, their shows are psycho. But we all knew that was going to happen. But one thing that's pretty sick is that Mike Dijon, or Dijon, or however you say his name, who wrote some of the best hardcore songs ever, some of which uh, Breakdown, Blacklisted, EP, Crown of Thorns, Mentally Vexed, and Trainyard Blues, I think it's called, the first one. All, all things Jed doesn't know what I'm talking about. But basically, one of the best hardcore guitarist ever is on stage sweating speed so congratulations speed that's huge what a legend um that's it for me i've been told to stop talking so much so oh one thing i wanted to say no a couple episodes back yeah i'm gonna say this (laughs) i recorded something and jed didn't put it in for me i just wanted to say i went a bit skits and wrote off people doing tokenistic acknowledgements of country and and I'll still stand by that because in that particular thing I was talking about I could just tell they were just doing it because they felt like they had to or to to sort of appease some fucking thing in the head my wife's aboriginal my kids are aboriginal so I'm not, not saying you shouldn't acknowledge country of course you fucking should that's just that's the other thing I think because we've been involved in this stuff for so long like anti, not being racist, sexist, and homophobic is just like 
second nature, but I, I assume some people are dumb enough that they need us to say that we are against those things. So there's our statement. <laughs> um, and if you see anyone that is doing those things, they should be smashed. And that's one thing that hardcore has stopped doing over the years. Don't accept that kind of shit. If you see it, fucking stamp it out. It used to happen, that's for sure. Anyway. But maybe don't punch them in the head. Oh, if someone zig hails and says white power next to you, punch them in the head 55 times <laughs> until they are not breathing even. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. I do. Bash them for sure. All right. Well, anyway, anyway I'm, I'm, I'm 42 now, so I'm not into yeah. violence. That's the more exciting news. That's the news, actually. What am I talking about? I don't like violence. Sorry, Peter. You're still 41. No one, no one likes violence. You're um. So anyway, this is the birthday episode where we talk about being old. And today is Wednesday, but on Friday, Peter will be 41. So this is his happy birthday. What a sad day. It is. But 40, <laughs> 42 is great. 41 was sad. Um, <laughs> but I'm happy now, except for when I have to make podcasts with you. That's probably the downside of the <laughs> <my> week. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Um, so I've heard from some some intel, some inside intel, that they are, they're questioning why you're still interested in making podcasts and is there a deeper problem in your life for you to still like <laughs> hardcore? I'm so. sorry, I still like hardcore. <laughs> Whoever's questioning me, what do you like? <laughs> Smoking weed and fucking mushrooms and being a normie? Mm, good question. Or listening... Or listening to rock music and wearing button-up shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Whatever. I can see both sides. Whatever. I listen to everything. Hardcore is the best, though, and I'm going to continue it. So if you don't like it, tune out, you Desmonds. Yeah, but make sure you uh, repost before you tune out. So <laughs> we can get two extra listeners. No one's tuning in, so it's fine. Um, so I had a 40-second birthday, and I invited 12 of my friends to the Parkway basement, and we played Halo, and it was fucking epic. And we had a cake, and we had food, and mum and dad were hanging, and we loved it. And it was literally like the, the friends that had been there from day one at the first show. Like all the yeah, Parkway so were there except for Luke because he had child duties um, and just mates that have been there from the start. And I loved it. So thanks, fellas. And one of those mates who we decided to do a, another episode of just talking and songs, but this time we're just going to do friends um, that, you know, we maybe haven't talked about much yet. And my friend and the person I choose today is Bluey. Everyone knows who Bluey is. He's um, a bi hardcore legend. His name's Guy Nemac, and he accepted. He he was um, 
accepting that I spoke of him. So I'm going to give you some bluey stories and sweat his bands. Is that okay with you? That's great because he's worthy. Let's start at the beginning. Well, the beginning, I can't exactly say what year it was. I'm going to go out and say 08 or 09, but I could be a little off. There was this random show in Lennox Head, which never usually happened at, at some hall. And we rocked up and there was a kid um, with a backwards hat and curly afro singing and playing guitar, doing a, doing a cover of Kill Switch. Um, like a huge, one of Kill Switch's huge songs with like Howard Jones, Darkness Falls or something like that. And I was just looking at this kid who I hadn't really seen or taken notice of before, just belting out this song. And I'm like, this lad is a fucking legend. And he had the sickest <laughs> voice. And um, and sooner or later, he was recruited and joined the crew. And it's just been a wild ride ever since. <clears throat> Me and um, Louie lived in Melbourne in 09 together. We were both scared Byron dudes. And he ended up. Me and him were um, going to Bimbo's, which is on Brunswick Street, eating $4 pizzas every day because we were povos. Um, but his first band, I can't remember. He's been in so many, but the first band, I'm on a sweat. And the band that so many people have sweated is Street Youth. Now... Street Youth started probably in 08, but in 09, I remember some specific tours that I did with some bands that are huge, being uh, Bleeding Through and also Have Heart. And I decided to show them Street Youth and they couldn't believe it. They fucking sweated <laughs> it. They were laughing to the point that Have Heart's songs to play before they went on stage or while they setting up was the whole street youth <laughs> demo it was just classic um uh, street youth consisted of of bluey on guitar burry on bass a kid called harry on drums and the infamous yossi as the singer and they um they were the kings of the shed scene back in the day burry had his own shed and they played gigs there, played the youthy a few times, and it was epic. So um, you got any memories of the street youth? Did you ever see them? I think I did, yeah, but it would have been an early show, and I obviously watched because of Bluey and Burry, but it wasn't like they're towards the end when they got like people were going psycho, you know? Yeah, they just kind and- of took over the, the shed scene and, Lads were just going mental for them. Yeah. They were bigger than Parkway at one point. At one point, yeah. Probably around <laughs> 08. I think they, 09, they were bigger. I don't know about that, but they but, were. Um, also. Well, they um, were the new band in Byron. You know what I mean? Like all yeah. the kids, like, yeah. I remember um, Miles Away played at the high school with <laughs> some tour and, and they covered a Street U song, which. Actually, I remember this other one, but but Bluey loved Miles Away, and all of a sudden they're playing his. They're song. covering his band, <laughs> and it, I just remembered this too on the Have Heart tour at the Brisbane show. Um, I told Pat or all the band that 
that a member of Street Youth was going to come to the show. And and they were psyched. And they were psyched. But during during their set, he goes, Pat says, Is there where is the, the guy or where's Bluey from Street Youth? And Bluey's like either outside of stage or in the crowd and he puts his hand up and Pat's like, fucking love your band, man, and fully sweated him. <laughs> and it was so classic. Uh, so, um, so here's the first of three Bluey songs. Street Youth, Walla Walla Bing Bang. <laughs> song um i'm here to play bluey's second song and it's a song from a band called survival that i believe they're a band from like 2010 to 2012 maybe yeah could be wrong did you just fart yeah yeah that was good i heard that Um, i'm gonna be the guy that says the demo was better than the ep i'm sorry Maybe I need to listen to it again. But for some reason, those demo songs were just so good and it was just so basic and the recording was shit, but it just worked for some reason. I'm going to choose to play the song I Won't Hide because it is really good. Here it is. Hang on. Can I say something? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> um, this was a obviously way more hardcore band and had... Bob Tate in it as well as Gregson. And sorry, but I can't remember the drummer. I'm sure they had a few. It was Harry. It was Harry again. Yeah, Harry is a fucking I think legend. So. Uh, I know they toured with Parkway and I think the tour was like Prom Queen, Survival and fucking like <laughs> Devil Wears Prada or something. Like... <laughs> It was for the Atlas tour, maybe, and they played like the Horden and Festival Hall and shit. So that was pretty fucking sick. 
They were a um, fucking good band, man. They were yeah. like a good band. Yeah. Yeah, they toured. They toured a lot for their short um, time around, and you know what? On today's episode, we're talking about quite a few bands that I don't reckon get enough props in Australian hardcore. Like you don't. I saw someone wearing a survival shirt though at a show the other week, but you don't often hear people talk about them. And fuck, they were good. Yeah, I guess all the new kids they don't really go deep on what used to be or all the bands that exist. Oh, they kind of do. Like Outsiders Code get a lot of props and yeah, you know, everyone knows Mind Snare Legends, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like survival isn't. They don't. No one really. Yeah, just they know. weren't around for too long, so they didn't leave too much of a mark. But they I know why, the- because they're from the Gold Coast. They're not from like Melbourne or Sydney, maybe. Yeah, possibly. But um, I believe they were influenced by Madball, wouldn't you think? Yeah, Madball, Terror, Hundred Demons. That was mm. you know that's the that's the vibe I'd imagine. All right, Bluey Band Part Two. Here we go. I I won't hide. Survival. Um, Bluey's been in shitloads of bands. There's a few more I've got to mention. He's currently in Nerve Damage, who are killing it at the moment. Um, he used to be in a band with Kevin, my brother-in-law, and some guy you might know called Winston, called Rain Dogs. Oh, yeah. Do you know Winston? Yeah, yeah I know him. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just remembering 
if anyone has never heard Rain Dogs, there's like the proest fucking video on YouTube randomly. If you search Rain Dogs Byron News Center of their first show, I think their only show. Yeah, right. Um, so he's he's done some sick stuff, but the last one that I wanted to mention and the one that kind of just came out and has kind of been popping up on the gram for the last couple of days. He's he's done his own band. Um, writes, records it, and everything. Obviously, he doesn't drum, but I think he does everything else. Called... You know who I think? Oh, God. I've done it again. That's okay. You can do it. <laughs> I was just going to say, you know who I think drums? Harry. So it's like, it's no, pretty it, much strict. It, he doesn't. He doesn't. Oh, okay. All right. I've, I've seen the internet. It's um, a guy called Ben from the Goldie. Oh, okay. Sorry. I hope that's his name. Anyway, the band's <laughs> called 95 Reunion. And I would liken it to like um, Turnover, Balance and Composure. Kind of um, older rock stuff, but it's pretty heartfelt. Like Bluey's got some some um, touching lyrics, and he's like fully putting himself out there. So respect to you, Bluey. And yeah, it's huge. Got some merch, so go check him out on the gram. Fucking hopefully he plays a gig soon. But you're a lord, Bluey. Love your work, and um, look forward to what you do in the future. So here is 95 Reunion with their new song, Leisure, here on Double Desmond FM.
Beach Bluey. I wish I was that good and could write music that wasn't hardcore or punk. I'm not good enough. <laughs> now it's time for me to sweat some of my friends. Can I do that quickly? I didn't think you had any friends. I don't actually, but I'll just sweat this one person. Nah, he's actually my friend. Yeah, okay, go for it. In our interview, wherever the fuck it was, when we talked about Straight Edge, you asked me what the fuck made a bogan bra boy go Straight Edge. And it was actually this guy, Dan Smith, who moved, well, was originally the bass player in the band I'm going to play today, who, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. If I have not talked about DSM on this podcast, I am a fucking Desmond because they were one of the best of the the early 2000s by a mile. I fucking love them. Like mm. New York hardcore, super simple, guys covered in tats that just look cool and tough and like whatever. It's pretty much what Speed are doing now, but in the year 1999 or 2000, I think the EP, their record came out in 2000. Um, it's so fucking good. I listened to it again yesterday and I can't even believe that I haven't sweated it on him. But we all met those guys in 2001 when they came over for Hardcore 2001 and it's on the VHS. But this is back before the fucking internet and all that shit. Like, I don't even know how it happened. I think Graham just organised for half of them to stay with Pete and half of them to stay with our drummer, Steve. And, like, we literally have never met these people in our lives, you know, like just they just rocked up and they're like, hey, we're, you know what I mean? Mm. Um. So it's just so such a bizarre concept, but we just got along like full-on long-lost brothers. Like from the moment we met, it was insane. Like, and I've stayed in touch with Dan ever since. He's one of my best friends. We regularly FaceTime and catch up and we know what the fuck's going on, even though we live on opposite sides of the world. So a quick thing with Dan, he DSM, then he went on to play bass in Day of Contempt. They moved to America. That band broke up. He was tattooing. He ended up on that fucking show, LA Inc., which basically set him up to be able to open his own tattoo shop. And he's still over there now, fucking killing it. He He's done other bands, Dear and Departed. He's still doing a band now called Sharp Shock, which is like more of a punk band. But he's a fucking legend, like still straight edge. And like I said, he's the very first guy that like was like, why don't you try straight edge? Well, I can't remember. I can't even. He just positioned it in a way like this is what you want to be doing. Why the fuck would you waste your time getting fucked up and being a dickhead, you know? Yeah. And well, I, don't, I, I don't know why, but it took for him to like, I guess in Sydney I had no role models like that, you know. Everyone drank and was a fucking, you know, just regular. That was the thing with these guys, even though they came from New Zealand, they had a real close link with New York and um, One King Down and bands like that. It was real weird because Dave, the singer, was a guitar tech and I ended up doing quite a bit of touring with Dave. So on Graham's tours, whenever we brought over a band that was actually a proper band and they would need like crew, we would be the crew. So Dave would do guitars. I would just fucking do whatever, like set up the drums and try and roughly get it right every night. But so those guys were like the first people I'd met too that were like all in on hardcore. They, It wasn't just something they did on the weekends. Like hardcore was their life, as cheesy as that sounds. They're all covered in tattoos. 
and they were all like right in. They were either touring or doing their bands pretty much as full-time as they could. Um, I should speak about Bryce here too. So one of their good mates and all of our good mates in 2000 and fuck, I don't want to get this wrong. Yeah, it was 2005. Bryce and his partner, uh, Philly, and their daughter, Mercedes, were on holiday, man, and they had a car crash, and they all passed away, and it was like the most fucked thing ever. And who, me, Pete, and Fat Tony went over to the for the funeral, and that's, I think, just another reason why our, our link is real close, just going through shit like that. Um, it was still to this day, like, one of the saddest fucking things I've ever been a part of. It was so full on, but, and he was just such a legend. If anyone knew Briz or Bryce, um, he's like, like a pro skater from a young age, covered in tats. He had fucking X's tattooed on his hands, such a legend. I remember this is a good example of him. I remember I did a good riddance tour in New Zealand and we took them to the local like rugby league game because they wanted to see what it was about. And Dave, who was doing the tour, obviously he loves footy. We were on one side of the field and Angelo and Briz and all those guys were on the other. So Dave texts him and he's like, come over, come say hello. And he was like, nah, I don't want to be a sweater. Like he would rather hang with his actual mates than be around the American band. Like, and that's something that I always remembered, like, because I've seen so many people over the years that if there's someone cooler there, they'll run off and go hang with them. But he was the opposite, and that's kind of a quality trait that I admire. And like you should have your friends before bullshit like that. So anyway, I'm going to play a song. I have this, not this song, but I have it tattooed on me, this EP. It was so fucking good. If anyone was at Hardcore 2001 or if you watch the video, you can see us all moshing and Dan's like, acting like he's playing to 5,000 people because it's probably the best response they've ever got. Well, um, before you finish, let me say that I was at that show. You were too. That's why I said we. You were moshing too, and I hope, or doing funny things. I'll, I'll tell you that seeing DSM was the best show I've seen for the time, July 2001, the scariest group of men I've ever seen. Because honestly, I'd never seen men with that many tattoos. And mm. I had just watched your band play and you're a scary looking like footy head who was <laughs> probably pissed. And I was in like edge for what, six months or something. And I had, yeah. a, I had a red Christmas beanie on because I was like nervous about my hair or self-conscious or whatever. So I decided to mosh with my red beanie and I'm me and you were like up the front, best mates, like arm around each other doing backups. There's probably, you know, there's probably 300, 400 people there, but it, it no felt... way. No, nah, there was 200 max. No way. Really? Is that all that place? Yeah. Held? Iron Duke was tiny, man. 200 would have been the biggest show in the world there. I reckon. Well, us Byron guys came down and we hit the pit for every band that day and it was life-changing for us. Well, listeners, you're in for a treat because if you put Hardcore 2001 into YouTube, you can witness all this with your own eyes. <laughs> Remember 
Jed and I went on a little weekend trip in his camper van. We're in the middle of nowhere and we somehow watched, had reception and we watched the whole thing on YouTube. Remember that? Yeah, that was insane. So it's actually, hopefully it's still on there. I haven't checked. But anyway, let's play a song. We've got one more to go. We, yeah, we have to play Talk is Cheap. Here it is. Hey, what's up? This is Dave from DSM. Thanks to Pete and Jed for making me feel like I was cool once upon a time. Go the Warriors. tuned in to the five cues podcast you know that they have the airwaves and this is dan smith dsm day of contempt dear and departed and sharp shock reflecting on some sydney times and my brother pete he's been stoking the flames of not only the sydney scene but the whole of australian hardcore scene since as long as I can remember. And some of those early Sydney trips were legendary, in my opinion. We uh, we forged some really strong friendships that we have to this day. And uh, whether it's, whether it's uh, piling on at ceasefire at the Annandale Hotel or uh, grabbing Meadows Pies and hanging out on Maruba Beach, uh, that's the shit you don't forget. So I feel very lucky to have those experiences and to have lived, laughed, 
and loved hardcore in every single way with all of the Sydney crew. So shout out to you guys and uh, keep the faith. All right, listeners. Now, the beauty of Instagram is that you can write to us and tell us what you want to hear. I've actually got a few unread messages, actually, and I just remembered a song we I meant to play, so we'll play that soon. But anyway, um, I know in a couple episodes we've mentioned a band called Downfall. Now, I'm not talking about there's a current American hardcore band called Downfall. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about a band from Melbourne that were around in, fuck, I don't even know what year, 99, according to the CD that I'm holding. So it was the guitarist from Grim Reality, Asher, and he's who's contacted us because Pigs, me and Pig said something about the album's good but they were shit live. I hope that wasn't what we said. That's not what we meant. But listening to this album, listen here, Life, Lair, Regret Records, this is the next thing that has to go on the Oz <laughs> Hardcore. Nothing else goes up until this goes up. Exactly. I'm going to... I'm going to send it to – I'll send you my copy if you don't have it. But this is unbelievably good. Like it's it sounds like grim reality but more modern and it's just fucking heavy and psycho. It's – I don't know. How would you describe it? Yeah, well, I have a, a, a vivid story of the first time me and Pig and a few others ever went to Brisbane in June 2000. We drove up to see Embodiment play to 50 people to 100 people. And driving to Brisbane in the year 2000 was fucking mental. Like <laughs> you had to go through all the little... One-way freeway. <laughs> yeah, it was psycho. But anyway, we got there. It was scary. Everyone was big and tattooed and we were just scared city <laughs> fuckwits or country fuckwits. And there was a distro set up at back in the old days that's how you used to buy your albums just ask some crusty guy what's this sound like and he'd be like oh it sounds like this and uh, i bought downfall cd because someone said it sounded as the guy from grim reality and mm. you just hope for the best and on the way back there was a party in mullum mullum bimby and um there was lads there and chicks and we were like let's go to this party we rock up, it's like 10 o'clock, everyone's playing like fucking dance music or whatever they played at the time and Pig just walks into the stereo and goes, fucking fuck this off, give me that downfall CD. <laughs> and we just chuck it on, we just start mosh pitting in some chick's lounge room. Oh, like, I remember this story. Just pile driving each other onto the couch and all the chicks are like, fuck you. And he's just like, what are you going to do about it? And that was our Huge. first intro to Downfall. And from there, it was just like, at the time, you're listening to like pretty crusty recordings. And, you know, this isn't the best, but it was um, pretty amazing at the time. So, Oh, no, this recording sounds great for the time, like real good. Right. Um, and if we're going to play the song, I think we are. I'm just reading the lyrics and it ties back into the first thing I said today about Morals and ethics as one equality for all, one truth, humanity as one. No one is lower or inferior. All lives are equal without question. Like Dude. the end of that song, I would pit. If they played that now, I'm in the pit. Like so Oz Hardcore 
fucking digital, whatever the fuck you're called, Robert. <laughs> this is going up, mate. I'm telling you. And so and is Ash- Voice of Descent. Yeah, it has to happen. What's well, going on? What, we're, what we're went up to this Melbourne week? To you. Let's burn him. What went up this week? Come on, let's look at it. I saw it, and the first thing I thought was Jed's not going to like this. Jed doesn't like anything that's been coming up lately. I don't even Hang on. follow it. Let's let's do it. It's called Punter. Head bopping punk rock stomp through broken glass melodies. What is this? Fuck I think they're a, the, I think they're a new band though. I've seen that anyway, whatever. Robert, it's time. Looking at Future Suck. Oh, there see that's a new one. Stop putting up new stuff. They can put it up themselves. Isn't it meant to be about old bands? Anyway. Well, that's it. Downfall is fucking good. Asha, thanks for reaching out. We're going to sweat you. I'd actually like to have you on if you want to talk. Um, can you get your band together to play another show for us, please? And that's all I've got. Right. Well, that's great. Uh, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to me. Um, Happy birthday. This is the birthday Desmond episode. If you want to be on the podcast, then reach out because we're um we're flogging a dead horse here, so we need some some guests. <laughs> we are not. We got guests lined up. Next week's episode's already recorded. We're sweet. Yeah. Um if Jed has this song, this song's called Pro Liberate, and it's really good. And Soon you'll be able to hear the whole thing on Oz Hardcore Digital, whatever he calls it. <laughs> yeah, Jed's got it. So, all right, all right, Pete's got to go. Thanks, mate. Bye, bye, listeners. Bye.